College football playoff rankings are out. We got four ACC teams in the mix. And as well, the all-ACC team is locked and loaded. Were there any snubs? Anybody who deserved a spot? And Georgia Tech is... Mm, let me try that again. Georgia Tech has a new coach, which is exciting. I had a stutter step because it seems they stutter step to figure out who they wanted when it came to maybe that guy from Tulane or maybe not. Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by AJ Black of Locked on Boston College. We have a great and exciting show for you today. The ep- this episode of Locked on ACC is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchups between Clemson and North Carolina. The ACC championship game is right around the corner right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. AJ in the building, and we're talking through our ACC, all ACC teams, and more more than that, we are talking about college football playoff rankings and all that jazz, and rankings is the name of the game here on Wednesday show, so AJ, how's it going? How was your holiday? Uh, it was great. Uh, I got to see family for the first time in a couple of years, uh, yeah. doing, doing the doing that thing for the for the holidays, which was great, um, and spent some time uh, just doing some, you know, getting ready for the for Christmas season. Absolutely. I'm sure there were a lot of folks ready to see the kids and you know, getting an opportunity to hug on people. It's just it was nice this year, you know, just being able to be in people's houses and spaces and all the things. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a four year old and I he's never been to like a family party before. Oh, wow. Um, because of all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, I was very curious to see how he'd react. He, he's kind of a, a leg clinger. Okay. And he was absolutely the complete opposite of that. He was out of his mind the entire time, like so excited. So I learned some things. Listen, he is a party animal. He loves some humans. I love to see that. That is that is awesome. I love I love the good times and good vibes. This is the time of year where everyone's excited about some major things and major changes, but more than just honoring, also honoring people for good years. And that's exactly what we have here with this all ACC team. We know that some people felt snub, but others felt really excited about the fact that they saw their names on these big time lists. And for me, Looking at the first team, I'm just sitting here saying, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty accurate when all is said and done. When you saw the list first come out, what were your initial thoughts about this first team, all ACC? So the big, I, I agree with a lot of it. I, I think, I think they did a, uh, the voters did a really nice job of picking um, the guys that deserved it. The one big snub for me mm-hmm. is Drake Thomas of NC State. Yeah. Uh, who was a second team. I, I thought he could potentially be ACC defensive player of the year. He was that good. Yeah. Um, and he didn't even make it over uh, Yasir Abdullah, Cedric Gray, and Servassier Dennis. Um, I, I have a hard time thinking of a North. I know North Carolina, you know, there's good guys on every defense, but that North Carolina had a better defensive linebacker than NC State, but that's just me. Um, and I just thought he, he, he definitely deserved it. And, it goes to tell you a little bit about the depth of the team of the, of the defense in the ACC. Some of these teams had some really good defenses. The fact that KJ Henry didn't make it to the, but I couldn't take off. You couldn't take off miles Murphy or Jared right. verse. Right. They're both very, very good too, yep. but he was excellent too. And he yeah. didn't make it on the first team. So 
you know, one big snub, one like just not. I mean, you could argue that he probably might have made it more than Jared Verse, but I I, I think that was it. I think those were my only big, big issues. I totally agree with that Drake Thomas thing. Like, I think at the end of the day, if anything, NC State's defense has been the reason why they've stayed in majority of, if not all of their games. Pitt has been a sort of an afterthought. I know they are the defending ACC champs, but nobody has really brought them up into conversation, especially as the season progressed. And I just certainly think when you look at the numbers, oh boy, I can only imagine what Lockton Wolfpack is like right now. That's that's going to be one a heck of a show. <laughs> oh, yeah. probably, probably screaming at the TV as we speak. But, I mean, just to see only Aiden White on that list as a cornerback from NC State, I think that's, you know, a disservice to that, again, great defense that has been for that team for the entire season. But, you know, listen, they've got a nice specialist in Chris Dunn who had his way with North Carolina on last Friday. So I'm not too sad, but that's just me being being a biased girl when it comes to uh, UNC versus NC State. Still bitter, still very much. I I was thinking of you again. I, you know, we'd been talking about those that waiting for that UNC game, and it, and you got it. <laughs> it happens during a rivalry game for you. Absolutely, so the rivalry week was definitely one for the books where it was like, okay, I see why these people are rivals. I think every single game, I was like, huh. This is not exactly going as we planned, especially like, you know, Louisville and Kentucky and things like that. I was like, all right, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, needless to say, I think it's also awesome to see Jordan Travis up here being a second team all ACC quarterback. He's had a good year. You know, the fact that he's over DJ, who has been interesting considering DJ and Clemson are going to the ACC championship. I still find that to be, you know, sort of um, okay. All right, I get it. Kind of head scratching moment, but you know, DJ for all you know, intents and purposes, I'm very interested to see how he plays here on Saturday in that championship game. It's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch. I mean, yeah. and you know, we had Snippy Dabo. I mean, he's starting to feel it a little bit. I think. Yeah. You know, it's it's not uh, jolly jolly Dabo Swinney this week as he got uh he got put on he got put on the spot about his coaches and. I think he's going to have a lot of questions going into this off season with yeah. DJ and, and these wide receivers. I, I saw that they, they rank, they had a list. I think it was ESPN put it out of all the schools and the longest streak without a hundred yard wide, a hundred yards in a game by a single wide receiver. And it was like UConn and a bunch of bad programs. And right up there, I think it was either third or fourth was Clemson, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> Even the, 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 the history of talent at that position, but we're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, this is a big game in terms of where this program is at and, and, and DJ's role. I mean, I, he struggles out there. You you could be thinking in a couple of weeks, we could be hearing his name in the transfer portal too. Listen, the fact that Riley Leonard got honorable mention (laughs) and DJ didn't lets you know all you need to know about how the quarterback, this is a quarterback conference. We say this is supposed to be, (laughs) this is allegedly, we were supposed to see Keaton Slovis have a come out year. DJ was going to do his thing. He lost the weight and blah, blah. And for someone who is a thick girl, all I'm saying is, you know, eating five less hamburgers don't necessarily do it for you anyway. So at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, live your life, live your life like it's golden. But I just think it's very, I can see him transferring just because of the pressure, but I will say that should answer to, you know, the decision that he made to keep some of these guys internal. And if he feels like it actually paid off, not to say that, you know, Brett Venables over in Oklahoma is having a grand time or, you know, Mr. What's his name? Tony Elliott in Virginia and all that that's going on. But I truly feel like 
you know, maybe sometimes I'd look at Carolina basketball. Like, I get we want to all keep it family. Sometimes it's okay to branch mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you don't have to force. Get to get a fresh set of eyes on some things sometimes. Exactly. You know? And a different, a di- you, you, you got to get a move away from your yes men to some, some, exactly. some, got some folks that can kind of push the, push the envelope a little bit for you. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's what, what gets companies and businesses moving in, in, in the right direction. And I think yeah. it's the same for sports teams. You just need yeah. to, you got, you have to get new, fresh blood in there sometimes. And I, I said this at the beginning, I thought Dabo made a big mistake just staying internal yeah. mm-hmm. and I think it's showing. Yeah, I think my one, my favorite All ACC first team person would be Zay Flowers because to me, the kid who has given everything to a program who stayed when he didn't have to in an age where people go when the first big check comes, like good on him to finish the season out. I think he is a folklore hero <laughs> when it comes to Chestnut Hill. Just for again, in an age where NIL is as popular and you can go anywhere and be this grand old whatever. Yep, he had the opportunity to stay, and so I'm glad it paid off for him in the end. In I mean, bit. he played. Anyone who watched that Syracuse game, BC had a lead. He he was he had one of the first touchdowns, and then Syracuse in the fourth quarter scored like 26 unanswered points. It was yeah. it was awful. It was just like the end of just a terrible season for BC. Yeah, but with like a minute left and the game completely out of reach at this point, he's still out there busting his butt running you know, full, full fledge. And they still, he scores a touchdown with like 15 seconds left. Yeah. Like he literally, even though that season was abysmal for Boston college from the moment that season started to the moment it ended, he went full tilt. And I have to imagine, as I said, I've said this a bunch of times, right. That I think the coaching staffs in the NFL are going to see his skills but also a mental mindset. They're gonna they're gonna fall in love with this kid. Yeah, I I completely agree. I hope that they give him all of his just due because it is certainly earned in that respect. Now we are switching gears here. We're gonna talk a little bit about college football playoff rankings and maybe you get in on the betting action as we are still in this championship mindset, and that means that could be some serious implications for who we see in the college football playoffs. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer. Go Team USA and eSports. We've got it all here on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find it at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. We're rocking and rolling here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College, and college football is near its end. It's been a great season for some, a little bit harder for others, but we have four teams in the ACC that found their way in the college football playoff rankings. Clemson at number nine, Florida State at number 13, North Carolina at number 23, and NC State at number 25 or 24. 25? 25. 25. Wonderful. And I'm sitting here saying, while we are not in the national conversation necessarily for the top four spots, thank you, Clemson, South Carolina. Cool. I still think, you know, having four teams in the top 25 is still noble and we can just see how we can progress from there. When you saw the rankings or just in general, after you saw the weekend's worth of games and you knew how teams were going to fall, do you still feel like the ACC has had a strong showing this year nationally? I think they have. I think you don't have i think the the obviously the worry about having not a, a national contender is is going to stay there but i think you're starting to see you know 
uh, one powerhouse in Florida State turning things around. Yeah. Um, and obviously finishing in, the, you know, 13th or 12th or whatever they were in the top 25. That, I mean, Mike Norvell is doing a heck of a job there. He's He's got things AJ, moving. Funny you say that. Do you think Mike, because I've been having this conversation on Twitter. I've been yelled at on Twitter enough times this week. Does Mike Norvell deserve coach of the year for the ACC? Yes. You think so? I do. Hey, you're supposed to be on my side. I said it was Mike Elko, but you know how I am about Duke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, in both both coaches have have raised their their programs to the next level, right? Yeah. Because Duke went from you know the the doormat of the ACC to good, yeah, very good. Yep. Um, but are they elite? No, I think it, I think if they played some tougher teams, they probably would be beat. Um, but Florida State, they went from bottom to mid to middling in the ACC to elite. Yeah, and they're right there, and and they're building, and they're building, and I and I, I think Duke probably will top off where they're at. Hmm. I think I think Florida State eventually is going to take that next step, and we'll be talking about them as a playoff contender. Them them beating Clemson, that you know, and I and I think that it that piece in itself gives me, that's why I would vote for Norvell. Hmm, that's fair. Now hear me, hear me out though. Okay. Mike, El- Mike Elko did eight wins in one season of having a terrible Duke team. Mike yep. Norvell, it took him three years and a whole lot of grief to finally figure out that Jordan Travis was the guy. And Jordan Travis didn't do it all by himself. Like, yes, they're winning, but they caught LSU at a, at a bad time. First game out. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would beat that LSU team right now. I, I truly don't. I don't mm-hmm. think they would beat LSU right now. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you there. But... You think they'd beat LSU? Okay. That's yep. Fair. That's fair. LSU just got smoked by a really bad Texas A&M team. <laughs> but like we said, that's why you play these rivalry games, and that's you know that's a whole right. different beast. Right. But okay. Texas Texas A&M also pays millions of dollars to their players. I would hope they could figure they sh- they should be better than their record shows. They no. beat UMass by what ten points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Massachusetts guy, and I saw that score. And I, I got if we're doing a bet online ad there, I got that action early. I saw that, that it was like a 30 point spread, and I saw Texas AM. I was like, hit that, hit that. I, I, I won that one pretty easy. <laughs> Things that we love to see. That's fair. Yep, yep. I think what Mike Norvell is doing is great. I love that he is shutting people up. I love that Jordan Travis made me look like a fool saying he should be a receiver. I love that. But Mike Elko, when nobody nobody believes in you, but you have like literally half as much talent. Come on, guys. Just like, can we give him a year one? I think what Mike Norvell is doing great. But like to me, he should be doing that. Like the standard is the standard. The fact that we were even saying, oh, seven might be good enough, you know, or like if we if we magically find eight wins, like this is Florida State football we're talking about. 13 should be like, we should yep. definitely be a top 10 program. That's my only thing. Like it's almost as if like Carolina basketball to me. Hey, but we ain't talking national championship. What are we talking about? Like if that that should be the standard of being excellent. We should not be settling for mediocre. But hey, listen, if we're gonna lower our, lower our expectations, just let me know. I can get on board too. So that's just All my right. thoughts around it. But I hear you. No, I, I like nothing. I like your train of thought there. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 rocking a new mind frame of listening to other folks' perspectives and saying, hey, you know what? 
I think you I think you got a good point there. Listen, I learned something new. Reserve and, the and right I, to change my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have the right to change my mind. That's yeah. that's that's growth mindset right there. We love a growth um, mindset. And I like it. I I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't complain if either of those guys won. As long as yeah. I saw someone saying Dabo should win and I wanted to vomit. Well, <laughs> and here's here's my plea for Dabo. At the end of the day, when you start to get a little too excellent, people just nitpick. And I think because of the coaching decisions and how they lost, you know, to South Carolina and how they really struggled against Notre Dame, there's no way that you can give him coach of the year. But I mean, listen, they've been holding us, the POP hold it down. Clemson's been holding it down for us for a minute. It's yeah. been been kind of good. The fact that they're the only top 10 team that we have still, that says something about A, our conference, and B, like how good they really have been on such a consistent basis. But after a while, you want to give to other people. So I get it. You know, it's fine. And I mean, honestly, you can make a case for uh, a lot of people up in here. And speaking Not Jeff of- Halfley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sorry. I, I'm hoping that Halfley has a good off season. I'm hoping that they figure out the portal situation because something's got to give on the offensive line. It's, but it's still even staying because they have they have a bright future with my other guy, Mr. Moorhead. I hope so. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's 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 ugly. <laughs> Check out Locked on BC to hear all my thoughts on this. (laughs) That is certainly something we can absolutely do. Transitioning over as we talk more about coaches, we have AJ Black here of Locked on Boston College. Make sure you guys subscribe to his channel. But we do have a new coach in town in Atlanta. We have Coach Key, Brent Key, who is staying to be the full-time head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. We all thought there were murmurs about the Tulane Coach coming in, was it Willie? What was his name? I feel like his name was Willie. Willie Fritz. Thank you. I knew it was Willie Fritz. And Willie decided that he might have, you know, take his talents from New Orleans to Georgia Tech. But those were clearly just rumors because Key is going to stay. And there's been some mixed reactions to him staying. We saw Jeff Sims, their quarterback, QB1, go into the transfer portal. And it just seems as if Georgia Tech still figuring itself out in a time with which we would hope there would be a little more uh, structure going or a little more excitement about the future. And it seems like we're still holding on to the past a bit with this interim coach becoming head coach. Yeah, I mean, when I when I look at this hire, it, it's it, – I can I can see both sides of the coins with this. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I, I my my gut reaction is to rip it because he is part of the Jeff Collins tree. He wore he was with Jeff Collins, and that was a complete disaster in Georgia Tech. And at some point, you just want to wipe your hands clean and start again. And I don't when you I, I and and. He's not doing that. He's obviously their defensive coordinator. He He's part of that group. He's coming back. On the other hand, though, he had two top 25 wins this year. Indeed. And he's a Georgia Tech grad. He's got that history there. The players love him. Uh, he's He's got he's got something to him. So on that on that side, I kind of get it. Like, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I wasn't a big Willie Fritz fa- fan. I don't think I liked that hire as much, mm-hmm. though. He did do Fritz. The thing with Fritz, Tulane is a Catholic school, a uh, private school, excuse me, that has uh, you know limited resources and he in a terrible hit recent history. And he brought them right back up. Sounds very similar to what he could do in uh, with Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. In addition to um, being from that area and and understanding all of that. I thought he could be a good fit. 
I don't know why they didn't bother trying. I, 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 I just saw a tweet from somebody, uh, a, a national reporter saying something that Fritz said, Fritz made a comment that Georgia tech kind of underwhelmed him with their pay offer. So I wonder if that had to do with it too. Hey, listen, knowing that you still had to pay Jeff Collins, I bet it did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I bet it's a state school too. I bet it did underwhelm him. But you know, I don't know. So many times we all come off with these initial gut reactions mm-hmm. to these coaching hirings and we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, you fall in love with the, with the Luke Fickles to Wisconsin and you hate mm-hmm. the um, uh, Hugh Freezes to Auburn, which I, I hate that. Hire. I hate that hire. <laughs> oh, God. Um, whatever. <laughs> but this is one where, I think you just got to let it breathe. You know what I mean? Like just, we got to see what's like, I don't want to give like a hot take on this one because there's a part of me that is like, it would be great for that program if he succeeds and there's a good chance he could succeed there. But there's also a part of me that's going, man, Georgia tech, you've got moving up to to what you're you're, with the new schedule. You're playing Georgia tech and Clemson every single year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're playing Georgia in Clemson. Mm-hmm. And you need to you need to up your game because that's two losses right out. You're starting every season off zero and two until you figure something out to actually get into the same level as them. hundred percent. That's very. That's a very good point. You know, and well, hey, key beat UNC. UNC is going to be playing Clemson and could beat them. You know, to play that transitive property. If Georgia Tech continues to build there, could they get to that place? Like build a really, you know, kick butt defense that could you know, stop like stymie Clemson at some point, weirder things have happened. So I don't know. I, you know, if I was going to rate this just like on gut reaction, I would give it like a C plus, but I don't know. I, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like there's a chance that this could end up being really positive for Georgia tech. hundred percent. It's nice that they, you know, got rid of the, their coach and found a new coach. We don't have to have that kind of stress. I feel like they're the only team that's going to have coaching, you know, woes or issues. I think I feel like everyone else is going to stay. I don't see Halfley getting fired. I don't see Babers getting fired despite the murmurs, but could, you know, crazier things have happened, but overall I don't see any ACC people having too many shakeups unless Doran decides he wants to leave NC State, but I don't see that happening either. But I also have to say too, Mm -hmm. and this is my bias from watching Halfley out there. I I also worry long-term about a coach that has no head coaching experience. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's what's biting Halfley right now. And you know, I, I've seen a lot of assistants. I mean, you look at Tony Elliott, he's struggling. Brent Venables is struggling. I think, I, I honestly think the movement in terms of coaching is, is to go down to the lower levels and picking out really good head coaches. Right. Yeah. Um, and finding those guys at like, you know, Kennesaw state or, or up here at Holy cross that are just in the playoffs and really good because they can run a program. And I wonder if that's, if that's going to be an issue with keys, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. 
And, you know, I think that what people don't understand about college coaching is, and especially the head coaching position, it's a lot more kissing babies. It's a lot more handshaking. It's a lot more overseeing and very much being a dictator than it is being in the weeds, being the X's and O's. Like it's a lot of more administrative things, a lot of more, a lot of more meetings that you weren't planning on that you don't have to do as an assistant. You don't get to do the game. You have to do all the, you know, the admin and making sure that all the ducks are in a row, that kind of stuff. You don't have that. It almost like you lose the love of it because you don't get to be in the thick of it as much. So I think that's just something to consider. You know, I'm trying to give free advice to all you coaches out here who are trying to go. You want to have that head coach money, but man, that stress, because you know your job relies on having to take care of so many people when it comes to ultimately wins and losses. And then at the hands of 18 to 22 year olds, who Jesus, good luck on that one. But before I get you out of here, AJ, I got to give, got to get a preview of Clemson, North Carolina. Do you feel like it's going to even be a game? Both are coming off of losses. I know North Carolina did not want to face a pissed off Clemson team, but whoo, here we are. And vice versa, Clemson, you know, doesn't want to face a North Carolina team who's just trying to save face. They don't want to have a horrible end to the season with three losses in a row, but it's looking kind of crazy. I honestly, I could, you know what, like, I look at this game and I look at two quarterbacks that are, are struggling. Mm-hmm. Like Drake may has come down to earth. I, you know, <laughs> yes. Uh, Thank you so much for saying that. I'm like, this man is human now, guys. I know yep. we all want him to be Superman. Nope. There you go. Uh humble brag. I'm a, I'm a Heisman voter and mm-hmm. he was on my list for a while. And then last couple of weeks, I'm like, nah, yeah, you know, he, and no offense. I mean, he's a freshman, no, right? Yeah. You know, plenty of time to grow, but yeah. he's hitting, he's hitting his growing pains at the worst time possible. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's when you, when you're facing KJ Henry and miles Murphy and Tyler breezy and all these other great defenders. And, and, and I don't even think Clemson's an elite, like they're good defense. I, th- I was expecting them to be elite, but they're good. Yeah. And I, I worry that he's going to, he's going to have a lot of trouble with that. So I, I expect a big game out of Will Shipley mm-hmm. uh, for Clemson and that defense to hold on. I, I think this game could be kind of ugly. I'm, I'm expecting maybe a couple turnovers um, and a low scoring game, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Clemson in this one. All right. Well, I like to get some early predictions. I I'm going to hold mine till Friday, but you know, I think that it, again, it's, it's going to be ugly, but I'm going to hold on who I think is going to be ugly for when it's all said and done. I appreciate you AJ for coming on as always. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can check me out. I'm the host of locked on BC. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. I'm I'm getting closer and closer every day to that thousands uh, thousand marker. I really really want to get there. So even if you don't want to lo- listen to my, me, my me ramble about BC sports all the time, just hit that subscribe button. It would help a ton. Uh, I'm also the editor and publisher of Two Four Seven Sports Eagle Insider. Uh, we're the biggest BC community on the internet, and um, got some really great stuff about the transfer portal as some of the guys like every school is already heading in and I'm talking about it, looking at how that's impacting Boston college, lots of free stuff. You can become a member though. If you're interested in BC sports a lot, hope you join me over there. Um, And yeah, that's it. Candace. Sounds good guys. Come back tomorrow. We'll have Alex Dono where we'll preview the Clemson, North Carolina game. It won't really necessarily be a trap game, but it certainly might be some trap game positional situations when it's all said and done. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's show for Candace Cooper and AJ Black. Until next time.